Welcome to the weekly worship service from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbon A and Kankakee. In today's service, you will hear readings from God's Word, a message from our pastor, the Lord's Prayer, and a blessing for you and your family. But first, a few announcements about our ministry at St. Paul's. We invite you to join us for our weekly 5 p.m. Saturday worship service at our church located at 348 East Merchant Street in downtown Kankakee. We also hold weekly Sunday morning worship services at 8.30 and 11.05 at our school site, located at 1780 Career Center Road in Bourbon A. If you have any health reasons that might keep you away from in-person worship, please consider one of our alternative worship services, such as our worship page on our website, our weekly WKAN broadcast, and through our Facebook stream. You may also request an audio copy or opt for our podcast. All worship services and church information are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. The latest information on our response to the pandemic is available by clicking the COVID-19 tab at the top of the page. For more information about St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, please call the church office at 815-932-0312. And now we pray that you are blessed by the Word of God in today's worship.
The first lesson is found in Acts chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. In my former book, Theopolis, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he showed himself to these men and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over the period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you all in this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. The second lesson is found in Ephesians chapter 1, beginning at verse 15. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you. Remembering you in my prayers, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparable great power for us who believe, that power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand of the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him, who fills everything in every way. This is the word of the Lord. Please rise. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 24th chapter. Jesus said to them, This is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me and the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. 
The Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my Father has promised. But stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. When he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continually at the temple, praising God. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated.
Our text for today comes from Ephesians chapter 1. What is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his great might? This is our text. Today we celebrate our Lord's ascension into heaven. And this event is the most referenced prophecy of the Old Testament by the New Testament. That's Psalm 110, verse 1. The Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. All of Christ's work leads to this. Our Lord reigns in heaven. And yet we can so easily misunderstand the nature of the ascension. It could be like the apostles looking up into the sky, trying to figure out, hey, where did he go? You know, where, where, did he, where, where is he going to? When, when is he coming back? We can get into some spiritual navel-gazing. Or we can properly understand the purpose of the ascension. The ascension is not a goodbye like in Terminator 2 when Arnold Schwarzenegger says, I'll be back to John Connor and goes away never to return again. But the ascension comes with a promise that our Lord continues to work in us and with us with immeasurable greatness as his body out in the world. The ascension also comes with a mystery and difficulty. If Christ is reigning from heaven now, how come it seems that the devil has the upper hand in this world? How come sin continues? Why do we suffer even though our Lord has ascended to the right hand of power? Jesus in his forbearance continues to allow evil in this world. Jesus desires all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. This means until his second coming, we still live in the present evil age, as Paul identifies this time in the book of Galatians. And he does so for those who have yet to believe, for the sake of those who have yet to believe in the promise of our Lord Jesus Christ. We live in a time that follows the prince of the power of the air, the spirit at work at the, in the sons of disobedience, as Paul says in Ephesians chapter 2. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind. We were by nature children of wrath, just like the rest of mankind. We see the work of disobedience manifested out in the world. Drug use and addiction, physical and psychological abuse, violence, apathy, the belief that nothing matters, all of these are symptoms of the underlying spiritual sickness of the world. And that sickness is sin. And looking out in the world today, we can certainly see mankind truly are children of wrath. Mankind's problem is simply that we are dead. Without Christ and his gospel, 
Without the life he gives, mankind is dead. We all at one time were dead in the trespasses of sin. And while we are made new again in the waters of holy baptism, our old Adam clings to us like a stubborn stain. We look out in the world today and see all the evils out there, and we may say to, to ourselves, well, if only this could happen, or if only that would happen, everything would be fixed. But brothers and sisters in Christ, we cannot bring heaven to earth. We cannot wrestle the heavens from the ascended Christ and bring it down to us. The world is dead in sin. And so we must manage our expectations of what this world provides. Good, the only source of good in this world is God. And sadly, horrendous and evil tragedies continue because of the evil of man's heart. And Moses in Genesis chapter 6 identifies this here when our Lord says, the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Man's heart is the source of all evil in this world. But evil isn't something that we experience out there or only something that we experience in the news. But we also participate in disobedience when we do not follow God and his will for us in our lives. How often do we live as if God doesn't matter and as if we matter most? How often do we honor God's name as we should? How often are we being fed with the word of God? How often do we not allow God's love to have its way with us and fail to love others? Sadly, even in the body of Christ, there is disobedience. We at times are impoverished in the word and do not allow the fullness of his grace to fill our lives. Times of tragedy are a call to repentance, a call to trust our Lord in all things. And Christ has called us to trust in him in all things. Even in the midst of great evil and great sorrow and great tragedy, our Lord continues to rule. Our Lord, our ascended Lord, waits with great patience. The great patience that our Lord showed on the cross, the cross, the greatest injustice ever in the world, where man killed the only innocent person to ever live, where man judged and crucified his creator. Through Christ's cross, he brings together all tragedies and all evils into himself and turns the table. He takes the darkest moments of this world and sheds his life and light onto them. And through his great might, Jesus takes the pointless and horrendous tragedies and miscarriages of life and brings his divine life into them. Christ's ascension brings that promise to us. He is not a God that is far off, but a God who is near, a God who continually works immeasurable greatness in and with us, a God who forgives us all of our sins, and every time we have participated in the darkness of this world, he makes us a part of his body, as Paul says in Ephesians, God the Father put all things under Jesus' feet, and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, 
the fullness of him who fills all in all. And so our Lord takes us in his foolishness. That's the only way you can describe this as foolishness. He has taken sinners, me and you, and has made us a part of his body. And more than that, he has given us a responsibility. The ascended Lord gives to the apostles a task, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Jesus gives us the same task today. And this isn't a, you may be my witnesses, or you could be my witnesses. Being a witness isn't optional. You will be Jesus' witnesses. And he has promised us immeasurable greatness and great might to be able to do this. Christ's promises are so durable and so powerful that the gates of hell will never prevail against the church. Throughout all the ups and downs of life, Jesus, prom Jesus promises to be with us always, even into the end of the age. And these promises mean that the church will succeed no matter the circumstance. And brothers and sisters, if the church was all up to human effort alone, we would have ruined it a whole long time ago, wouldn't we? The church has been going on for 2,000 years, a track record that shows that the church isn't dependent upon human effort, but dependent upon the great might and grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. No matter the age, Jesus works immeasurable greatness in all believers. He even works that now as we gather here today. In a world darkened by the sons of disobedience that follow the prince of the power of the air, we can be confident that our Lord's promises always come true. God's promises are durable. They will never be broken. Jesus has a proven track record that his promises always come to pass. No matter how horrifically evil the world becomes, Jesus' promises are always true. And we must cling to these promises and we cling to these promises by hearing his promises for us, for us, because faith comes through hearing and hearing through the word of God. We know that God, uh, we know that for those who love God, all things work together for the good, for those who are called according to his purpose. And brothers and sisters, this evil age is coming to a close. Satan's time is short. Our Lord is coming again, just as he said he would. Jesus is with us now, and he works in and with us immeasurable greatness. And Jesus is returning on the last day, when, he will see his, when, when we will see that immeasurable greatness without the veil of tears of this world. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, keep our hearts and minds in the one true faith unto life everlasting. Amen. We stand and we confess our common faith using the words of the Nicene Creed.
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Dear friends, go with God's blessing this day. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this time of worship. From all of us at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, we thank you for listening. More worship opportunities are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. Just click worship at the top of the page. May God bless you and your family each and every day. And again, thank you for listening.